Good evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unscripted. My name is Tony Taylor, and it is Thursday night, 9 o'clock, and we're on Block Talk Radio, and we're very excited to be here, but not more excited than I am today. Tonight, I have the pleasure of interviewing a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, a sound writer, a producer, and musician. I have the pleasure of speaking with Orlando local artist, Billy Wright. Billy, good evening. How are you this evening? Hey, Tony. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on the show, man. Oh, it's our pleasure for being on the show. <laughs> I'm, glad you, uh, I'm glad I could strong arm you in doing that. You know? um, no but all. listen, no man, um, it is a it is a real pleasure finally getting to talk to you again. I've known Billy for quite a few years. I've seen him on stage. I've seen him in action, and he is a musician extraordinaire. Um, we're very, like I said, very, very, very happy to have you tonight. And Billy, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to uh, do a rewind. You know, back in the day when we used to have tapes, um, I want to do a rewind, <laughs> and I want to go back to the time of Little Billy, okay? This is Little Billy, and Little Billy is a bright, um, unassuming young child, but when does Little Billy get struck with the music bug? Well, little Billy was coloring on the walls, which he probably shouldn't have, and uh, <laughs> making a lot of noise. With uh, G.I. Joe men and tearing off the heads of my sister, my older sister's Barbie dolls. But um, oh boy, okay. other than you that, were, you were. other than that, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, from, well, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Billy. Yeah, uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know when the music thing hit. Uh, there was always music in the house. Uh, my mom. Uh, Played a lot of uh, country style music along with Motown. We had Motown records. Uh, I remember my sister having um, albums like New Edition and DeBarge, all kinds of oh. records, very diverse. 
And, uh, and of course, you know, back in the day, uh, whenever you had a commercial, even, even so today, uh, the jingles were like amazing. They just fascinated my ears. So, uh, there was all kinds of music that was influencing me and I probably didn't even realize it, um, at the time that it was all happening. But, um, I, I know that I, my, my first start in music as a songwriter and all of that, uh, there was a girl that I liked in kindergarten. This is the first recollection, the recollection that I know. Uh, there's a girl. This, this didn't uh, make it. Didn't make it onto the first album, did it, please? It, it, it might be. It might be out there. You know, that, oh, that it's a work in song. progress, everybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, but there was a girl that I liked, and uh, I remember writing. Uh, I wrote. I wrote her a song. Um, it, it included her phone number in it. Um, hey, hey, Billy, Billy, how old are you? I was, how old are you? <laughs> Gosh, what I, I don't even know what age you are in kindergarten age, but I, I was very young. <laughs> I, and, uh, I just I was just asking if this was you saw in kindergarten class and went, wow, I'm gonna write her a song. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I called her up. I I I saw oh. the song live over the phone, <laughs> and uh, ladies, and yeah, gentlemen, so just that... witnessed the first live <laughs> performance of Billy Ray on the phone as a kindergartner. <laughs> oh man. Probably, but I remember my uh, and we 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 were a, we were an item after that. But um, I remember my kindergarten teacher. She was actually a piano player, so I think that oh, had a big wow. influence as well. So she would sing to us uh, every day, and I was fascinated by that. Let me ask you, Billy. Um, so you are in kindergarten, writing music and singing on telephones. Somehow I feel that had to be uh, uh, somewhat influential. But when did you really start noticing or, or start really leaning towards wanting to get in music? Is that more like of a as junior a, high as than high as school career, thing? Well, no, yeah, I'm saying say when, did it really, when, when did it really kind of dawn on you that, you know, this is something you really might want to do? I think, uh, gosh, I, I don't even know. I think it was something I always enjoyed. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Even when I was doing it in high school, um, I, I didn't picture it being something that was lending towards a career, per se, like a professional musician. I didn't even know what that was. Right. Um, it was just <laughs> great being able to play with bands and, and, and make these sounds. It made, it, it made me feel good, and it seemed like it made others feel good as well. So I just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went on that, you know. I think it wasn't till much later that I was like, "Oh wow, there's actually something that I can maybe do with this as far as you know making a living." Right. So jamming on the phone and and playing with bands and that type of thing that gets you going, that gets you revved up, that gets you ready to go to start, you know, becoming a musician. But you decide you want to start doing your own music. Now, you said you had some influence in, in kindergarten with teachers and music and did enjoy music, but when did you really sit down and consider writing your own stuff? Hmm. When did the – well, after that first song, I think it was probably – I think I was always writing songs, to be honest, uh, really. We're not talking school, about the kindergarten song, right? We're not talking no, about no, that No, no, past the kindergarten song. Oh, okay. Song. I'm just making sure. Uh, okay. You know uh, – my sister had a um, a keyboard that she would uh, she would hide under her bed, and I would find it, 
Was and, she hiding uh, it from you? I, did she think you were going to break probably. it? <laughs> probably. Okay, this is probably. 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 Little siblings, yeah. little siblings can do that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I'm sure. all tearing sure. up Barbie. So, uh, but <laughs> I would find her keyboard and Folks, I would, I would make melodies. Okay. Right. <laughs> I would make <laughs> melodies on, or on her piano. I would write songs on those. And I think um, it became even more serious when I got into high school. I always wanted a electric guitar. And I would actually, because I, I didn't get an electric guitar until like maybe my sophomore year of high school, um, I would try to make guitar sounds on the keyboard. Like I had an amplifier, oh, and I would okay. crank okay. it till it got that rock sound because I started listening right. to rock music as well. So I was right. always interested in sounds and, and uh, writing. I was always doing that. Um, and it was in high school. Uh, I believe I started uh, getting to my first bands and all of that kind of stuff. Right. And I think that's when I really began to write so, more because you can't be in a band and not have songs. And somebody right. had to write something. So it was almost <laughs> like a thing of we didn't know who was going to be the writer. It wasn't like I'm the writer. I'll start doing this. Hey, let's no give it to Billy. He'll write anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, you know, uh, but it, it, it turned out that uh, my best friend, and I, um, who uh, ended up playing bass, and I ended up getting the guitar, we would start writing songs, and right. it just kind of progressed from there. But again, we weren't trying to get signed or anything. We didn't know. It was just fun being able to, to do these right. kind of things. And, uh, and you know, we would play. We started playing shows. We would play uh, parties. Um, I, I, I remember we played for – it was some French group that came in, uh, we played at the YMCA. I don't even know how that oh, came about, right. but it did. And uh, I mean, they thought we were just just superstars, and we had you no know, idea what we were doing. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, who whoever does at that age doing that thing? But you know, it's funny. It seems to me over the last couple of sentences you've been saying, it's like you don't really remember a lot of your direction, and that's not bad because it means it was all coming naturally to you. Um, it you was know, the passion. Like, yeah. Right. 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 So you're you're in. Okay. So now we're in school. You're playing in bands and that type of thing, and you get out of school. Did you have in your mind then that again this was something that a direction I want to try and travel? I mean, when you're out of school, when you get right out of high school, it still wasn't fully. It was. It, it was still a passion. Uh, I had a good friend of mine um, that I still work with to this day, my friend Javen. Uh, him and I were both in bands in high school, and you know we talked about touring and all of that kind of stuff. But you know our lives were changing going into college. I ended up going to uh, Rollins College for a little bit. Shout out to Rollins College or Water Park. Uh, was that for music? Um, yeah, but it wasn't like I was kind of like, I really want to go study music. I just had a friend that was my best friend <laughs> that I told you about. Uh, he was studying music, and I was like, well, if he's going, maybe I should go too. I don't know. And uh, so I was just hanging out, and uh, that ended up being uh, very impactful in my life because I, I ended up studying right. jazz. And at that time, I wasn't – I had never really – study jazz i never really heard right. it so it was very influential but i'm just kind of i'm young and i'm just kind of going with things and i'm like oh music is over here too uh let's try wow. it um i even being out there um so this is probably dating me a little bit but 
you know, ska music was becoming popular at that time. So I didn't know what that was, but I ended up joining a ska band just because <laughs> as a music major, if you started another band, I don't know how we talked this to the professors, but we started a ska <laughs> band just so that we could get credit as a, you know, as part of being a music major. Cause if you were in a band or an ensemble, you could get credits. So it was like, uh, gosh, we was like 15 of us. We started a ska band. We had like four guitar players, horns, everything, <laughs> two two drummers. Uh, it was just so that we could get that credit. But I had never heard ska, but obviously just being in that environment, being around those other musicians, sure. playing jazz um, was very uh, impactful. But at that time, I wasn't necessarily um, – I didn't even know still at that time that you could make a living as a musician. Um, I was just beginning to learn that, you know, maybe if you studied that, you know, you could be a session musician uh, because some of the professors uh, that I had, um, that's what they were doing. But I, I didn't study that. I didn't like, I didn't even know what session musician. I just had no clue at that time really what that was. So I'm just kind of traveling and listening and, and, and playing. I actually end up dropping out of college just for a break, brief time to play in another okay. rock band or to play <laughs> in another band. Um, because I, I think while I was there, um, you know, I heard people doing composition that you could study and make a, maybe make a living as a composition. I didn't fully understand what that was, but I was like, oh, maybe I should change majors and study composition. Never pursued it, but it was just something that kind of piqued my interest uh, probably more towards the songwriting end of things, if that makes right. sense. No, that makes sense. So, uh, makes yeah. <laughs> it's just been a journey, well, man, you know. Well, it, and what a journey it's been. And I got to tell you something. You know, you talked earlier about passion. Well, it seems to me that right out of high school, going into the Rollins Music Program by chance, because, you know, it seems to me a right. lot of things have been done by chance in your musical career, but it seems like the sure. chances have had the right answers, you know, no pun intended, not right, but it uh, had the right, you know, had the right direction I think. I think, yeah, I spent all morning writing that, and it just seemed to me like a, a tidal wave. God, thank God. It oh, paid beautiful. off, Mom. It paid off. I felt All I right. felt that. I felt that over oh. there. That was good. I might have to. <laughs> I, all, all I can simply say to you, Billy Wright, is I'm glad you felt something. So that's good. <laughs> but listen, let me ask you this. So you're 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 that you're, you get out of high school. You're going to the music program at Rollins. You don't even imagine having a career in in in, in music. Wouldn't you say that you were already fired up with a passion but just didn't even know it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I I feel like music has always been a part of me, even when I tried to, you know, put it aside and say, you know, maybe I don't want to do music anymore. There was a, There's probably been several periods of that, but I remember one particular time um, after – uh, doing a gig, um, I was playing somewhere. I think I think I was playing in Sanford, Florida, somewhere, and uh, I was about to leave the gig. And uh, I had an acoustic guitar that was sitting in a a case, and the case fell over. And I opened the case, and the neck is just broken in half. 
And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. And, and I think at that time there was already just challenges going on and, and doing right. music, and that was like the last thing that was like, all right, maybe I need to take a break. But even after that happened, you know, I, I, you know, I was getting calls to play bass for recording artists. So I'm not jumping too <laughs> far ahead, but it was like I could never get away from music because there was always something that was drawing me back, even if it was unusual stuff like playing bass for an artist. I didn't even own a bass. I still don't own a bass, but somehow <laughs> I got on this gig to play for this conference in Indiana, um, and I'm right. like, sure. I'm not, I don't you're have a <laughs> you don't have a guitar, you don't have a bass, but you're already traveling. A lot of musicians are going to want to know how you did this, but we'll get back to that. But you're oh, yeah, traveling. yeah, there's okay. a story behind that, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> hey, this is all about you, Billy. If you want to tell us that story, we would love to hear it. Sure, sure. Um, so the guitar is broken. Um, there was this uh, – <laughs> there, there was a church that hired me to play bass. Again, I don't know – I I didn't. I don't remember auditioning for them. I just think someone called me up and say, "Hey, would you like to play bass?" And I was like, "Sure." There's nothing going on. I'll, I'll go do it. And I think that led me um, working with this uh, songwriter that has written for. Um, he's worked in the CCM world. Written. I mean, he's a platinum award-winning songwriter and, wow. and everything. And he um, he calls me up. And he knew I play guitar too, electric guitar. And we were gonna do this conference or whatever, or the showcase uh, in Indiana. And by the way, just a segue, just or insert. I've never desired to fly on a plane, but because this was such a great <laughs> opportunity, I took I took the plane ride, and they all knew it. That was on the uh, crew. Well, so, I'm glad you didn't uh, walk, Billy. It would have been a heck of a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a freaky. I didn't enjoy the flight, but I'm glad I did it. But um, <laughs> So, so anyway, um, they were going to have me play guitar because they knew I played guitar, um, but they didn't want to fly uh, this bass player from Nashville down, you know, to help, I guess, save money and save travel sure. and so that we could do the rehearsal in Orlando. So there was sure. another guitar player that they knew uh, named Doug here in, uh, in Orlando, Florida, and said they, they said, hey, would you mind playing bass? And um, and we'll have this guy play guitar, and uh, and so that's how we did it. We flew up to Indiana, and and come to you know um, just to fast forward real quick, that guitar player ended up being my guitar player when I started doing my solo work as a solo wow. artist back in 2011. <laughs> um, but I met him you know a few years prior too. So it's just wild how all those things can connect like that. But I, I didn't even own a bass for that gig. To, like, <laughs> you know, you beat they, me to the punch, Billy. I was going to say, you know, you, you don't even own a bass. It doesn't and now your, your life is taking this change, you know, and now you're getting on planes you don't really want to be on, but you're going to get to do, do right. it anyway. And you're doing. Now, would you say that that event, that happening there, would you say that that gave you your first kind of taste of being a music professional? Um. Actually, uh, I mean, uh, I did some work prior to that back in 2000. We played uh, – I, I was in the band that um, I left college <laughs> to uh, to play with. We did a show. We did a, like an event at uh, Universal Studios, right. and um, that was probably like the biggest 
you know, at the start, uh, the biggest professional thing, and I think this other thing, you know, came a little bit later. Uh, that was a big show. We had like, uh, I believe it was like NSYNC's, uh vocal, oh, wow. vocal coaches like helping us out. It, it was a pretty big deal. I think there was a write up on it and everything, and we were opening up uh, the show and everything. So that was that was the first, and I, I think it just kind of grew from there. Wow. Okay. So now we got to get to that point where we go, okay, so Billy Wright goes from singing on telephones to playing in band in high school, junior <laughs> high school, to just deciding to maybe I'll take this music class at Rollins College and then getting a traveling gig. So, Billy, when did you first sit down and go, you know, this is what I want to do as a professional? It was probably – so I went back to college. I went to uh, UCF. And graduated there. Um, I studied linguistics as a as a minor and creative writing as a major. And I think okay. during that time, um, you know, I I kind of knew what I wanted to do as far as I'm going to study these things because I feel like that can help with my songwriting. And, right. Um, and after I graduated, you know, I just started writing tons of songs. And I uh, my uh, a friend of mine named Adam. Ended up introducing me to a producer named Rob, who um, he was working in the scene, very talented songwriter, uh, performer, and uh, he was like, "Hey, I think you guys should collab." Now, during this time, I wasn't necessarily pursuing a solo artist thing. Came up, and I was like, "Oh, solo artist like Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is a solo artist, but he has a backing band that he goes on tour with." And right. so um, I met this guy, Rob, and I sh- shared my songs, and he, we just started collabing. He started producing, and in the midst of those recording sessions, um, you know, began this solo artist thing. This is back the, – the album finished, and we released it in 2011. So late 2010, early 2011 is when I began to say, all right, this is something – I really want to do. And the vision just kind of came quick. I knew, all right, I'm a solo artist. I'm going to want a backing band, all of that kind of stuff. It just kind of, it, it rolled from there. And so Both it was a very powerful time. Yeah. As a writer, as a writer, um, and as a writer myself talking to a writer, that's you. Um, do you find it hard to sit down and write a song? Is this something you need to be inspired to do? Or is it something that is just non stop in your brain part of your body chemistry uh i think it's a little bit of both um really because definitely you know you want to be inspired um when you're writing something and a lot of songs have have come that way um i can like in kindergarten like in kindergarten billy right right that's okay okay you know out of nowhere um but sometimes songs just they can come out of nowhere like for example, from my release uh, in 2011, that album, there's a song on there uh, called Hope. And uh, that song, believe it or not, I was sleeping when I wrote that song. Now, you, you call that inspiration, right? It just it just kind of yes. came. I know, I it sounds up, more to me, song, though. It the sounds, song was dumb. It sounds to me like body chemistry. <laughs> sounds like that was already in your system. Just needed an album yeah. to get out of there. It 
was just there, you know, it just, it just happened. And then, and then there are other times like during those writing sessions, um, you know, as we were getting, as the album was recording, I was, I would, we would record one night and I would go home and write a song and come back in and we would record it. And it was, and, and it was very, it was both inspirational, but it was also like, I had a direction of, I know what style, I know what theme, um, and, and I write that down. Um, and nowadays, now as a, as a songwriter has, who has been doing it for a long time, you know, it, it, the more you do something, obviously, it, hopefully it, it becomes easier and easier. But um, it's, it's definitely a hybrid of both. Uh, it's a hybrid of right. technical, it's a hybrid of uh, creativity, it's a hybrid of inspiration. And nowadays, I, I, because of the work that I'm doing now in the songwriting producing field, um, you have to kind of force yourself in positions. If you don't feel inspired, you have to and kind I definitely of want to talk about make that. the work done. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Definitely want to talk about that. A lot of times questions are asked about the song and about, you know, how do you write such a great song? But what isn't asked or what I never hear about really is how does it feel? As a songwriter, hearing your song. Ooh, that is a great question. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. Think, that was another uh, one I spent all morning on. I'm yeah, very proud. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Got me stumped over here. Can yay I call me, a lifeline? Yay uh, me. Yay <laughs> me. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure everybody's different on this. Um, I think because maybe it's a producer's ear thing as well. Um, I'm always thinking technical. Um, because I feel like yes, a song you are. is a, a song is always alive. I feel like it never ends. Um, it's just they're, they're so organic. They're like uh, just a, 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 a fresh water stream that's always flowing. And so I think when you record something, I've had to learn to just say, "All right, this is committed, and that's what it is." I've had I've had right, to learn to right. do that and, and not be critical, uh, especially when you're growing. About this, by the way. <laughs> I just want to tell you, oh, Billy, I have my own story it. about this, by the way. And I'm going to tell you it, but I interrupted. You go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, okay. man. I, well, I think as artists, we can be very critical of the things, especially when we're growing. <laughs> we're always growing. And so, and we are. Um, you know, we are. You know I, I can tear apart an old song that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that recording. But then I can't do that because there are listeners that are listening to that. Right. And, you know, it can be very impactful to them. So, you know, I think they are what they are, and we just kind of got to let them be, you know, like the Beatles. Yep. Yep. Let it be. Like let the Beatles. Be. And speaking of the Beatles, <laughs> you know, you were talking about, um, you know, uh, a, a different parts of a song that you don't like, you don't think that's going to happen. And, you know, there's those moments that you're absolutely correct. You know, and that's what I was getting to with the question was, you know, people talk about the song all the time, and I'm sure it's it's hard and easy for you to listen to a song that's like, oh, I could have done this, or you could have done But it's must be in the most absolute, incredible feeling to know that regardless of the way you felt, or regardless of what you see, you know, maybe is an issue with the song, but touches so many different people in so many different ways. And i got to tell you something, as a musician, that's probably even more of an extra than most artists have because you get a repeated performance of that feeling, you know, Absolutely. and, Absolutely. and I, and I find it interesting. You know, I, I think, I think music 
and this is my humble opinion, and I'm just saying this because I have a musician on the line. Uh, I think music's probably the greatest of all forms, and I'll tell you why. Because you can sit, listen to a song, and remember the first time you heard it, where you were, who you were with, and what you were doing. And it's almost like a two-minute, 32-second time machine, right? Yes. You ever, yes. You ever feel that, is, that way? Isn't and that I mean, powerful? That's, yeah. That, no, that's beyond powerful. Because, I mean, you know, how many times you, know, you can stream a movie, how many times you can look at a painting? I'm not deriding any of those art forms whatsoever. But music has its own special gift. And it has a gift that no other art form has, and that's the ability to touch not only on a mental level but on a physical heartfelt level and bring back all of the emotion that you felt when you first heard it. It's almost like a drug that never expires, you know? It's always there. (laughs) It's always cooking. Well, yeah, it's, it's always cooking. It's always there. And, you know, it's just like I said, I, I, I can tell you the first time I heard Def Leppard's Pyromania, you know, at my cousin's mm-hmm. house. And we were sitting in his living room, and his mom didn't let him listen to rock and roll, but she went to the grocery store, so we pulled out a doobage. And one of the albums <laughs> we had was Def Leppard's Pyromania. And we put oh, that on, that was 1983, and I still remember today, you know, I just saw the stadium tour here in Orlando. It was a couple yes. weeks ago, and even today, you know, I said to my wife, you know, she was, you know, leopard without the show, they were the headlines, and um, I, I got, people were getting up and leaving, I don't understand that, and uh, I, I'm not pushing, <laughs> and I ain't moving a muscle until I'm done, and you know what, oh, yeah. I got paid up in spades, because it was part, it was photographed, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. And, uh, wow. you know, but, but that's music. And you know what? We've been talking about the power of music, and I've got to take a break. And what I'd like to do closing out on this break is to play one of your tunes that you were allowed me to, uh, to listen to. And i got to tell you, I, I find this, uh, this tune extremely powerful. It has so many different, I believe, different kind of you know, emotions behind it. So we're gonna break for we're gonna break for a commercial, but we're gonna go out first with a song by Billy called "We're Strong." And uh, please enjoy. This is Billy Wright, and this is unscripted. Try to fight the good fight. Do it the best that we can. Sometimes it's hard to see the light. Sometimes it's hard to.
You're listening to Unscripted. I am here with Billy Wright. We're going to take a break for a commercial. We'll be right back. Have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, Receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Unique works to change the world for a better tomorrow. Using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all embracing all-inclusive heart and are always learning to create new things to revitalize and sustain old things while recognizing our differences we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome we collaborate people of all distinctions to create a better me a better you a better us by caring for others there's no room in our hearts for hatred racism or egoism so Let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be. One day, by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and essential lives. With the wonderful staff and volunteers at Be Unique, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, thank you for all your support. There's so much more on the way. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Unscripted. I am here with recording artist, singer, songwriter, sound writer, producer, musician, Billy Wright. And uh, Billy, hey, we hey. just heard one of your tunes. Hey, it's great. great. Thank you for staying. I'm really uh, happy. I didn't have to pay you. Um, anyway, um, I, I really wanted to tell you, you know, I, I asked you to send over a song so that we could hear you because I, I feel, in all honesty, there's no way to really personify or give an accurate and, and, and thorough translation of a musician without hearing the work. And um, I got to tell you, Billy, thank you so much for sending that. Uh, that song is uh, is exactly what we were telling you. feel fierce listening to We're Strong, you know, and uh, I got to tell you, thank you very much. You should be very proud. So it's a uh, I appreciate it. Really Thank you. And shout out to my co-writer on that song, uh, Anthony Alvarez. We wrote that one. Together. All right. Way to go, Anthony Alvarez. Thank you guys yes. for the tune. Now, now we get to today, Billy. This is today's Billy Wright. Billy, how Ooh, are you? Today. <laughs> Got my but, coffee. No, no, no. It, Billy, Billy, it only means you're going to luck into some other fantastic situation. So, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyway, I, I was gonna say, um I was gonna say that 
in today's world now, the internet, all the digital media we have, okay, how much more complicated has that made it to be a musician, a working musician? Uh, actually, I feel like there are so many resources that are now available to musicians and artists and songwriters that it's it's only made it difficult if uh, if they don't have a clear direction uh, because you have so many options and tools that are out there. And that's probably the biggest challenge any musician and artist is just like, where do I start? Where do I begin? But the resources that are out there because of the just the technology has made it so much easier for artists and writers and, and, and musicians uh, to, to do their thing, to really develop their craft right. and, and move forward. Um, and I, I right. know it's, it's definitely helped me um, in the next, you know, stages of my own journey. You know, um, right, right. You know, so it's been it's it's been awesome. It's just a matter of you know getting direction, and, and even in that, technology can lend to that because there's a com- there are communities out there um, that can help you uh, with the passion that you have. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, in my in my experience, um, the internet has been both a blessing and somewhat of a curse because. It's allowed all of these brand new opportunities to happen, and of course, that offers more of a chance of a crowded field. Do you experience that much? I mean, are you do you find yourself competing with a larger crowd of folks now that there's so much resource and uh, and technology driven opportunity that's out there? Not at all, actually. Um, it's wow it's because there, there's there's still a need for for great music. And there's so many different right. opportunities. It's it's wild because um, in, the, in the physical form, I remember someone uh, when I was thinking about moving to Nashville, they were like, "Oh, don't move up there because it's oversaturated with great musicians and it's hard to make it and all that stuff." And the times that I've been up there performing, I actually right. experienced the opposite because you're surrounded by so many great musicians. And, and people that just have a passion for the thing that you're in, they all want to help right. one another. Now, granted, there's probably people out there that don't want to help and whatever. Right. We don't have to deal right. with them. But I find that's the same case uh, with the technology and, the, and, and so many other musicians and artists. There's still a lot of room. And, and, and believe it or not, that's, you know, that's where I've also found it uh, within the sync world, uh, music licensing and syncing. There's, so a, there's a need for let's that. Let's hold on a minute. Hold on just one second, yeah. Billy. Let's, let's talk about that aspect. What exactly is that? What does that concept mean you think? Sync, sync licensing? Right. What is that? Yeah, so um, sync licensing or sync music is it, – it's a branch of uh, music entertainment uh, when – a song is synced up, literally synced up to a film or an ad or a TV, and it's even used uh, within podcasts as well. It's actually taking music from an artist, uh, musician, or whatever, and actually syncing it up with these this other medium. And so right. um, there's a whole world of that, especially if you think about the streaming world. You turn on Stranger Things. And you hear music, not not composed.
composing, whereas you have a, right, a director right, and an right. orchestra, because that's a whole other world. But actually taking right. an artist's uh, an artist's music and syncing it up to that film, and so there's a whole world wow. and a need for for indie artists. Obviously, signed artists have been a part of this world as well. There's a need for uh, that music, and uh, it's a great outlet for especially indie artists um, that are wanting to do something different, and maybe maybe they're not interested in being signed on a label. They want to do something different, right? You know? Right. You, you know, and, so and I've been, I've been he, a part I've been a part of that world and uh, diving into that world for the last right uh, couple of years, and uh, it's been it's been awesome. How's that been? I was going to say, tell us about it. How's that been? How's it been uh, going from a situation of you know, literally playing before hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, recording an album, and now going into this new segue of music entertainment? How how does that how does that challenge your versatility? Yeah, it um. First of all, I didn't even know this world existed. <laughs> I, of I course you didn't. It's like you didn't own a bass guitar. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Which I still don't have. Um, Are we seeing a pattern uh, here, probably, ladies and gentlemen? Are we seeing a pattern two. here? Okay. Oh, there's always that pattern. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, probably every job I've had has been a result of that. You know, um, you, you make people like myself <laughs> and struggle and, you know, pound on a keyboard. And God, please, just get me through this one damn sentence, you know. But and you then know, Billy comes along like, and it's like, you know, yeah. I don't even know how to do this, but. <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably the story for a lot God bless of you, Billy. I, I I would hear that story from from others where it was that same thing. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I think his name is G. E. Smith. He used to uh, do the. He was a musical director. Saturday Night Live Band. And yeah, so yeah. Um, he was definitely inspiring. Watching him and the band perform every night, I was like, wow, it's just rock and blues. And um, but I remember listening to an interview of him. And, you know, at this time in his career, you know, he's doing SNL, but he's also – he's recorded and toured with Hall & Oates. He's played with uh, just numerous artists, and uh, he got, he gets fired from SNL, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I didn't know – I didn't even know, like, why I got fired and what, what was going to happen afterwards, but obviously he's been working since. And sometimes right. it's like that where you just – you don't know. You know you know what you're passionate right. about, but you don't always right. know how you're going to get somewhere. Um, I, and, and I've heard that same similar thing um, with, with like Quincy Jones saying, you know, doing Michael Jackson's album. We didn't know that this was going to win so many awards. Right. We were just really? passionate about what we are doing and trying to make it the right. best that we could. And so right. when it comes to sync licensing – I when I whenever I heard someone's music in a TV show, for example, Gavin DeGraw, I'm a big Gavin DeGraw fan, and I heard I was already a fan before his music got into One Tree Hill, and right. um, but but when I heard his music there, I thought you had to be a recording artist to even get that far. So I just never thought about it. So when I thought of music that was placed that you could probably reach, I thought it had to be like an instrumental and it was just going to be on some commercial for Dove soap or, <laughs> you know, something like that. 
And so, uh, and, and in fact, when I start thinking about maybe this would be something that I would want to do uh, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a guy that came to my door, and uh, he was doing some cleaning work, helping out at our house, and he was saying, oh, yeah, my brother does uh, sink work, and he's at home, and that's all he does kind of thing. I was like, wow, I've been thinking about this, but I don't really know what sink is. And then I saw this ad right. uh, on Facebook of this company called Catch the Moon. Catch, catch the moon. Wow, tongue to <laughs> and, um, and there was hey, Billy, I do that all the time. Oh man! And they offered it. I blame the coffee. And it was an, uh, uh, They were doing okay. this yeah, mentorship I, I, program. <laughs> you, you leave the coffee out of this. I program the for, for six months. And I was like, I this is my opportunity to dive into this and see really it was really you know what it is. And as soon as I heard that, you know, it's open to indie artists and, and people, maybe they're not looking for a record label. Maybe they are, um, but You're it's right. open for songwriters where they can be creative and this whole other stream of creativity and, and also being able to make a living. I was like, wow, this solves everything that I was trying to do in um, yeah. as a solo artist because at that right. time um, I had released um, – Another album in 2016. It was a it was an EP, and I wanted to release more music because, believe it or not, I got some fans out there. They want to. No, 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 <laughs> no. Wanna, you got fans. They want to hear some. They, you know, they want to hear new music. They want to. They, gosh, they since COVID and longer than that, they've been waiting for uh, yeah. me to perform. Uh, you know, live again. And I was like, right. man, I don't know how as an indie artist someone that's not on a record label, not even necessarily looking to be on a re record label, how how am I going to be able to fund uh, going into the studio and doing that, you know, to to mm -hmm. get music mm -hmm. out there? It's just, it's, right. it can be very expensive. And so right. um, uh, this whole sync thing came up as Billy, an opportunity of being able work, to do Just that. for a second, let me, did this coincide with the quarantine? It did. It, I didn't know it was going to be. I mean, we we all didn't know Nobody, that we were going to be did. locked down for a while, right. but it just happened to, pun intended, sync up um, with the Billy, quarantine. You've got to be I, the luckiest person I've ever talked to. I just, you know, and I'm not, and that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Oh man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so uh, this is the end of 2019. I started um, uh, this mentorship in August. And uh, I was reaching out to a friend of mine, another uh, recording artist, good friend of mine, Ron Irizar. You might want to talk to him, too, because he's amazing, and we've written some songs together. We both saw this ad, and we're, like, talking to each other. Hey, you going to do it? Are you going to do it? I'm like, I think I'm going to do it. And so the night that I signed up for it, it's like the last day in August or whatever. Gavin DeGraw is in town, and I've always wanted to see Gavin DeGraw. Oh, Here's the guy man. that inspired me to go into sync, and he happens right. to be there the night that – this is the last night that you can actually sign up. And wow. I, I'm like, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to go to that concert because I've always wanted to see him, and he's inspired me into sync in the first place. And so I sign up. I start the journey. 2020 comes, and we're at the end, and right – once we finished the program, that's when the shutdown came. But it God. was great for me in the sense that, yeah. wow, you know, I need to build a studio now. So this was all right. part of the plan. How am I gonna? How am I going to 
write more records and get them out to the fans and, and be able to, you know, do that within a budget that I can manage, I'm going to build a, a recording studio because in the sync world, you, it's all about um, quantity right. as well. You got to get a lot of music out really fast. And so instead of just always going to a studio and spending lots of money, I just built a studio um, at my house. And so I've been writing and recording and pitching music for, uh, uh, you know, uh, licensing here at the house, right. which is, right. which has been great because I, I've, I've, that was part of my goal too. As a, as a musician, you're always out on the road uh, playing, which is fun. I love doing it, but um, I, I also miss, uh, getting a chance to be around my family. I got three girls sure, and my sure, wife. Sure. And so <laughs> this allows me to be able to stay home, work and, and, and see them as well and help out. So it was just Meeting's it was good. just perfect. It was like everything you know that I was looking for and I and I didn't even know it. You know? That's that sounds amazing. Now I gotta ask you that standard question. What is next for Billy Wright? Oh my gosh, I got a lot of projects on the desk right now I'm mixing I'm, I'm producing uh a lot of new music that I'm producing um and and writing co-writing producing for other artists writing for other artists so it's it's a whole bunch of things that are going on right now and of course pitching Man. uh new music to um uh licensing companies and, and things like that so look out oh, you hey, might hey, hear some music on TV hey hey hey, hey let's not forget too let's not forget too you're doing one of the greatest podcasts on a Thursday night that absolutely I'll okay, so, forget yeah. and I might be okay. signing up for some newsly as well uh that commercial was, was incredible <laughs> ladies and so, gentlemen shout out to newsly gamers, I am, you know that's a first. that's a first. thank you buddy <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you know, I did radio for a little bit, so you kill it on these PSAs. It's amazing. I'm just going to throw my headphones across the floor because, you know what? No, what? I, hey, know, I, didn't say, I didn't say I was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say I was good. I'm surprised they let me stay there. You know, I was just a co-anchor and, you know, just destroyed PSAs because I couldn't read properly. Well. As a creative writing major, I was just making up stuff, so. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's amazing. No, you're doing a okay. great hey, job, Billy. Man, and I appreciate you. Oh, oh man, it, this has been wonderful. Now let me ask you this, Billy. Let's get to the all important stuff, okay? Let's push you. Sure. Let's push you. Where can everybody go to find out more about Billy Wright? They can always go to Billy Wright Live. That's my main website. Right, like the Wright brothers. Billy Wright Live. Dot com and they can find yeah. that's it yeah. and yeah. Uh, you can find you can find all my uh, social media pages right there too you can find out concerts um, I think I got some new songs posted up there and of course if anybody wants to email me uh, all my email contact is up there as well love to talk with you I also do music consulting uh, I find myself in situations where I'm talking with younger artists. And I love being able to help out any way I can. And so, I was going to um, ask if anybody yeah. needs musical, you know, music consulting, uh, contracts, and all of that kind of stuff, uh, or just being a session musician or artist, I'd love to be able to help out um, because I'm passionate about that thing. I've gone through the the trenches, and, and so yes, if yes, I can help have. other artists, you have fun. stumbled, you have stumbled through the trenches. Oh, not knowing where you're going, but, but hey, not knowing where you're going, but getting to where you have to be, and that is That's quite it. an achievement. That's it. 
and I tell you and, what, you know, there's some people. great people in the music industry. There are people that you will find, you will find your tribe that will inspire you to do what you do. And, um, right. and, uh, I'm grateful for all the many, many people. I can't even list them all. Yeah. You included, uh, Tony, um, that have been oh, inspiring Jeff along Mill, the journey. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> But you know, I I got to you know I I I was I thought I was going to be clever really quick and come up with funny line, but I I think it's just more serious. Um, I think that you know you working with younger people and all of the versatility in your music, but especially giving back. I mean, who knows? You may have inspired another child to get up on a chair, take out the phone, call the person you want to be with in kindergarten. And that could just create this road of traveling in the music industry, making people happy, making people laugh, making people sad, making people love. And I tell you, that's a responsibility, but you make it look easy, Billy Wright. And I got to tell you that. And before we go away, I want to thank you very, 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 very much for being on the podcast tonight. And uh, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, and I hope our audience – wherever you may be, whatever country you may be, whatever place you may be listening, uh, can go visit Billy at Billy Wright, contact him, and uh, maybe he'll write back, maybe he won't. I don't know, Billy, what do you think? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We got him on radio here, folks. We got a quote, so if you need me to come back and say, he never wrote me back. Um, oh, no. no. So, Billy, I know uh, this is going to be a terrible segue, but I got to say it. Uh, I know you have to fly away. <laughs> that's, it works out, right? Is, you know what? You know I was going for that applause button, but I changed my mind because I don't have any boots. Um, oh, that's very good. Anyway. You did good. This is great. Thank you so much, <laughs> but, uh, brother. Hey, thank hey, you for having but, me. Um, I wanna, hey, you're very welcome. And I, and I want to say thank you again. And uh, we are going to close out the show with another strong song. For Mr. Billy Wright. This one's called Fly Away. Folks, you've been listening to Unscripted, 9 o'clock here every Thursday. Please come back and join us. My name's Tony Taylor. It has been a pleasure hosting recording artists, singers, songwriters, songwriters, producer, and musician. Right. Billy, thank you so much. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to Fly Away.
you're out of answers. Strength has moved along. Without a question, like you pressed up by a million tons, battling. 